welcome to Good Boys Gone Bland, Episode 7, Best in Show. I'm Denali. I am Ryan. I'm Jason. I'll be showing a Pickernese snickerdoodle red right here in the <laughs> beautiful state of Washington. Uh, now, the, now the snickerdoodles, are the ones with the, the two noses? Yes, yes. And eight feet. Eight feet long or with, with eight literal feet? Both. I don't know a lot about them dogs. Both giant, humongous creatures. Is this one of them uh, grocery cart dogs with the big, uh, has a big grocery cart on its back and uh, it kind of looks like that cat from Totoro and it kind of goes around the store and you load up its back full of groceries? It, it can, in fact, do that, yes. Um, they've been trained specifically for that. Hmm. Is this true that uh, these dogs are descended from KGB agents that were turned into dogs for uh, Russian missions in the 1970s? That is absolutely... Thank you for bringing up this historical, beautiful fact about these dogs. That's why I find them so beautiful. You know, they... Yes. Yeah, I have an interest. I have an interest in these snickerdoodles. Um, yeah, they, they respond mostly to Russian. To Russian? Correct, the language. Okay, uh, what do they eat? Oh, uh, ground up people. Uh, <laughs> capitalists? Yeah. Enemies of the state. <laughs> and also, uh, like watermelon rinds. Like the watermelon rinds? I'll probably yeah. be feeding most, mostly those, just for logistics. Uh, is it difficult with the fall of the Soviet Union to keep these things fed, with the enemies of the state and all, from a purely semantic standpoint, to keep them fed? You know, we, um, we just, do they differentiate we between capitalists the, and modern? They smell different, uh, but they go down both the same. Yeah. Okay. And watermelon's still good though, too. Absolutely. They, uh, they love it. <laughs> just stretching this bit. So easy. <laughs> this is like, wow. <laughs> it's like the ring wraiths where they just get stretched so thin, they become invisible. <laughs> That's what happened to our dog a bit. <laughs> Man. I thought we jumped uh, into another improv session. Like, oof. Our, um, our podcast is just shown in uh, improv theater groups. It's kind of like an OSHA PSA of like what not to do. Not to do. <laughs> Step one, don't entrap your friends into doing improv. Or do. Uh, or do. Um, people seem to like that sometimes. Uh Jace or, or Ryan, uh, I usually, I, I've been liking having one of you guys explain uh, what we do on the show. Jace, do you want to do, actually, you've been, you've been doing it for a little bit. Yeah. Wanna... Not well. It always requires, I mean, you'll get better. <laughs> it's like letting the, your cattle out into the field or like yeah. you need a bunch of sh goats to graze and, and then they didn't do anything and they, they ran off and you're like, oh, fuck. Okay. Jace. We got to. I believe in you. This is like this is like a, an improv jazz session, man. I just finished up a sick sax solo, and I I look to you, and you're like the trumpeter, and it's time for you to to whip out a solo from the heart. Okay. Don't even think about it. Straight from the heart. Hello, everyone. Welcome to our podcast. <laughs> we are three just sexy ass dudes for review. <laughs> <laughs> you told me to. It's sorry. Right, keep going. Keep going. It's good. Um, we're trapped in the metaphysical space of a movie mansion. Random locations in the house named after actors or movie themes, and we binge 
10 movies of a specific theme and discuss them and rank them and tear them apart sometimes, drive ourselves crazy. I lost yeah, my train I of think, thought. Yeah, no, I there think we go. That's it. it. Yeah, we, we watch movies. Yeah, and there's a very, very weak uh, explanation for why we're forcing ourselves to watch ten <laughs> movies at a time. Yeah, I, that's that's a, that's a you know we 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 pick we pick a theme, we pick an actor, we watch ten of them, we go a little crazy, and we have that that metaphor that Brian and Jason mentioned. <laughs> um, this uh, this time around the wheel, we're doing dog movies. We're on episode seven of the Doghouse. We watched Best in Show this week. We've been watching a lot of dog movies. We say this every week, but I don't think people understand what this is like. It's a lot of dog movies. It's like a lot of dogs. So one dog movie, you're like, okay, that's a dog movie. Now I don't have to watch another dog movie for months. Yes, exactly. Years. We're watching dog movies every week, guys. Yeah. For seven weeks. It's a lot, because how often does a dog movie come out in theaters? Because when you see, like, a theatrical commercial for a dog movie, like, what are the feelings that go through your, your body? Like, to me, it's like, like a drop in... Yeah, this is this rate. year's dog movie. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, I do not give a fuck about this movie. <laughs> and I want to move on. But I, we can't move on, because we have the constant threat of another dog movie coming down the chamber for us. Yeah, um, if we don't gobble this dog movie up quick enough, yeah, we're not going to be able to take a breath of air until another dog movie comes down to shoot at us. Yeah, exactly. I think, I think like five or six dog movies are coming out in 2021. What? Can you oh, name them out? Hero Dog, The Journey Home, Dog what? Gone Trouble, Clifford, The Big Red Dog. We don't oh, deserve dogs. I'm seeing that shit. I'm renting that on HBO. That's tight, dude. I'm actually, okay. I would I, you know, we can talk about this and save the podcast where we do our dog show, our best in show. Oh, <laughs> our dog show. I think that'll be great. But Clifford so far, I think it's been our our boy, aside from Airbud. Um as far as well, like, we'll, we'll, see. Together, we'll, we'll think about that, won't we? Wanna... Yeah, we will. Um but I was kind of thinking about our our seasons. I've been listening to our previous episodes. Um, and I was thinking about the idea of reskinning some of the movies we watched with with all dog casts. You know, like how would those movies change and would they be better? Mm. Would they like, be actual dogs or would they be like uh, kind of like talking dogs, like in that one scene in Snow Dogs? Right, right. And I think there's some cases where it has to be talking dogs. Like, you know, um, for example, we talked about, you know, our pitch for, for Dog Wick in Airbud oh, yeah. <laughs> or John Dog, however you want to say it, uh, where, you know, it's it's flipped. Like a movie like Ar- like Armageddon, where you have a crackpot team of eight dog oil trillers yeah who are astronauts and they go to space and go to or, a dog strip club and you have dog doggo smith doing the soundtrack or gone dog Ooh, gone dog oh that right. actually works though a dog runs away and frames his owner oh that could be like one of those things where you know your parents are like oh he went to a farm upstate but you know something else happened like he mm. got hit with a mail truck and maybe there's a lot of dogs around here <laughs> upstate New York, there's dogs oh, everywhere. Man. All those dogs that the families have sent upstate, upstate over the years, yes. whew, can't get rid of them. We want to send them back downstate. Uh, so I'm thinking of like uh, Dog Devil or Dare Dog. Oh, Dare Dog. 
I think that's pretty good. A dog who's blind who also practices law with like a uh, bark to speech type of thing. Nice. Or would it be better if everyone's a dog and he's not the dog who practices law and also happens to be a superhero? I think it would be nice if, like, yeah, all the named characters are dogs. Okay. But not every yeah. person in the world. It's not like a car situation, but with dogs. Yeah, because if there's, if there's a blind dog beating the shit out of people, are people going to draw a line to the blind dog who knows how to practice law and understands human concepts? <laughs> They'll be like, this is, this, it could literally only be one dog. There's <laughs> <laughs> only one dog capable of vengeance on this scale. Is it the one dog who's like really buff and knows how to use the bar and went to law school? (laughs) It it just kind of doesn't. Yeah, there are there are colleges that have given people's dogs honorary degrees. Oh, yeah. Going to every law school class with them. Yeah. So there's. Oh, okay. Somebody loves that. Had a guide dog and attended every law school class, received an honorary degree. But it just doesn't work if the dog is blind because then it can't be a guide dog (laughs) what if what if the guide dog has a guide person or the blind dog has a guide person and the dog goes to law or wait how about this (laughs) the blind dog has a guide person the guide person goes to law school they give an honorary degree to the dog or at least they attempt to but they accidentally switch the diplomas and so the dog gets the actual degree and the guide person gets the honorary degree and then there's some other similar mixed up and they're like we have to admit them to the bar is this your idea of the orange origin story of how dog devil came to be but then he's still a regular dog it's just an administrative oh, right. Why is he fighting crime? They put him to it. They're just like, go! <laughs> okay, what's another, what's a McConaughey movie we could, we could, we could reskin? Uh, Sahara Dog. That'd be my favorite for sure, but I think you just need the name Sahara. Yeah. <laughs> you probably, yeah, it doesn't, not all dog movies need a dog pun in it. Um, yeah, it'd be cool. You know, he's like a Navy SEAL dog. I'm gonna lose a dog in 10 days. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he just loves the guy. And the guy's just trying to make the dog hate him. No, that's awful. <laughs> trying to make the dog run away. And he leaves the door open like every night. That is the saddest movie idea I think I could think of. Um... Ghosts of Dogs Past? Oh, that's another oh, bummer. God, that's another bummer. Dog of Girlfriend's Past. And the dog. guy... Oh, and, Yeah, the dogs show up and it's like, yeah, remember <laughs> when you dated my owner? Um, Dogger Stellar? Interdog? No. You know where... No. <laughs> Interdogger? No. Um, where... He's a I mean, pilot. Any, any of these movies, if if there are people the dog and dogs involved, where we get romantic comedy involved, is an absolute no. Okay, if the, what about Lady and the Tramp? Yeah, if the other person is a dog, it's okay. I'm not saying yeah. this dog is falling in love with a person, dude. Like, 
we we've had this conversation before on this season. We want to stay away from conversations <laughs> where it goes that direction. But this is specifically a dog who falls in love with another dog, which is totally fine. Lady and the Tramp came out in the mid 20th century. It's established. So yeah. if we had if we had um the, for example the, the wedding dogger um both j-lo and mcconaughey have to be dogs and she who does she, who does the dog plan weddings for humans Other dogs. <laughs> Other do- <laughs> so <laughs> it's dogs all the way down jace uh, see this is the the um okay we're getting into kind of the uh i don't mean no to it's tropic where these movies like all dogs go to heaven where dogs have a completely different society with humans and somehow coexist and follow the same like established cultural norms i think that detracts from dog movies i want just dogs you want dogs in the human world no 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 i just i i I think uh the dog movies for me are gonna be a hit if like a car situation yeah I, i think i like the dog cars situation so okay. dogs. There are too many questions about why a dog is a wedding planner if she has to follow her human around, you know? I was thinking kind of like a Planet of the Apes scenario where there was like a flu that kind of wiped out all the humans and then the dogs became really smart. Oh, and the, yeah. And the dog, of the dogs. Planet of the dogs. Um, and then the dogs kind of just resumed all of the shitty things we do. Wow. You know, I now that we're watching a bunch of crappy dog movies, and not that there's a lot of good doggies. <laughs> there's there are a lot of good doggies. Good dog movies to go around. Yeah, uh, there is. There's a lot of untapped potential here. Yeah, for people making these wacky dog movies that don't have to be just for kids. Can we get some more adult dog movies? Like my pitch about Air, Air Bud, who, who curses and does drugs and sometimes kills. What if, we had, um, what if we had a movie called Air Man, and it's a guy who plays basketball on a dog team? Oh, there's a dog basketball team, and they're yeah. like, my human is really good at basketball, so they take a yeah. human and put them on their dog basketball team? Yeah, and they're like, no rules say a human can't play, and it's like the puppy bowl or something for basketball. Mm. And the, the human subs out and crushes the other team. Hey, remember in the scene in Airbud when the yeah. human, the evil human, purposely it, fouls the dog? Elbowed the dog? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. In this movie, would it be a dog like, purposely biting? Yeah. Biting well, Airbud does hit a guy in the nuts in Airbud. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, Airbud. Good movie. Fuck Air. I want to watch Airbud again. Hey guys, can we pivot to an Airbud season? I think you're going to be disappointed after the second or third, and then you'll regret ever uttering. I don't think so, Jason. (laughs) I don't think so. Because I want to see how this motherfucker uses a baseball bat in a baseball game. Oh, the baseball one was going to be weird. How does he catch an 80 mile an hour fastball? How does this dude? tackle how does he like do all these other sports we've already t- discussed this in the airbud season but i just i want to see more <laughs> i just want to see more wait how many just airbuds are there when do they pivot to his children was it like, like four or five four yeah there's like four or five oh, yeah okay and then his spawn take over for like 10 movies it's insane that's a prolific series and in that universe the dogs can talk yes yeah the dog so can talk. if yeah. airbud mm-hmm. had sons and daughters that could yes. talk yeah 
then why could Airbud not talk? The mom could talk, probably. Or- and he could play sports. <laughs> it's one or the other. <laughs> well, that's why they met, because they were probably they probably went to like some dog conference where they're like, Did your dog do something cool? And he's professional athlete and the other person is a sentient dog who can talk and has human emotions and understands um, complex topics what are the chances it was a human who was turned into a dog a la shaggy dog now we're running into the same problem ryan where we have a human falling in love with a dog which we are so desperately trying to avoid but Okay, 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 100%, 100%. But, if you, let's say, <laughs> by some chance, a human is turned into a dog. Okay. And we're, like, certain that this change is permanent. Oh, my, this is the Animorphs conversation again, where Jace wanted to fuck other red pandas. I didn't want to fuck <laughs> red pandas, I said that... It's, it's in print, Jace, you can't take it back. No. You he said you wanted to repopulate my words. <laughs> I said they had um, low population. Yes, and you wanted to do your part. It was purely about the thrill of living amongst a species that is dying out, not anything to do. <laughs> uh, so, okay. so in that situation, would there be a pass? No, no, dude. It's still. <laughs> Okay, because, I'm gonna have to vote okay, on a so, pass so because if, if you get you've been turned permanently changed into a dog, you can't vote a human. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. You can't vote a human. Oh my god! <laughs> you're this also is saying exactly. now that you can't vote a dog. Ryan, we have instead of beating around the bush, we have bulldozed right through it. The bush I was trying to desperately avoid, and now here we are in this fucking conversation about the ethics of animorphs having sex. If no, well, they're not really animorphs. They're stuck. <laughs> permamorphs yeah yeah so it would only be okay if they also requested another another human to be turned into an animal then they could have oh there we go loophole loophole baby it's okay you have to find someone else who's in the exact same situation that you are yes otherwise what if it's an animorph and they can go back and forth oh. being a dog bingo dog that fucking works i think that works right does this check out? A one permanent dog. <laughs> one part-time dog. A dog. So wait, so if two animorphs go into yeah. animal version, is everything okay? No, this is exactly what I wanted to avoid, Ryan. <laughs> That's like Teen Wolf. In Teen Wolf, there was the whole, there's a whole thing about this where the, the like, head mean cheerleader lady, she okay. only wants to do the deed with yeah. our boy. Uh, when he's in werewolf form. But is she a werewolf too? No. See, I, I mean, okay, I'm not gonna yuck anyone's yums, but like, I just, I don't know. It does, it does rub me what the wrong way. What did you just way. say? I don't want to yuck anyone's yums, you know? If someone wanted to bone a werewolf, I think an eyebrow would be raised. However, I realized that everyone's got different yums, and I don't want to yuck them. All I'm saying. like that. Okay. You so know what? Issues resolved. Okay, we can discuss this if one of us becomes an Animorph. We, we should agree that... No, that's what I'm saying. This needs to be figured out beforehand. Oh my god. Okay, fine. If it's another Animorph who's, who was a human at some point, I think it's okay. I think. If it's, just don't, don't, don't have sex with animals, please. <laughs> animorphs talk? 
when animorphs can when they're uh no i don't think so i think it's telepathic or some shit oh, so right. Uh, probably writing if they can like have complex movements like if you're like a clam i don't think you could write but if i was animorph into a clam then alan me that was my choice so if i met another person who was also a clamomorph i you know maybe we try doing it as clams once but you know what you get a free pass if you're a clam okay because i don't think clams are doing it with anybody or anything that isn't other clams Right, but I don't want to jump into a clam orgy and just bone a bunch of other clams. <laughs> oh, God. I'm hitting the ejection button. I work. Okay, wait, wait, I'm wait, hitting wait, eject. Wait. I've got a dog. Okay. I, 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 was, I was making myself crack up. That's probably a shitty movie pitch, but I think the deli dudes need their first dog compatriot. Patreon. Oh, yeah, companion. and then we can flesh a lot of these ideas out. Okay. So mm-mm, mm-mm. hit him with the audience in the test audiences, and we'll see what we'll see what happens. No, this is not a shoe in for for more. Go ahead, Jace. Okay, okay. So you know the deli dudes are in their home base, and we've got our. You know, I don't know if I can say it because we don't want to get hit with like a trademark, you know, or copy somebody. Right, but right, right. We've got a superhero sitting in the fridge with a colander on his head, and Lettuce Knight comes in, and he's like. Have you found any any other deli dudes that we need to go save and bring to our store? You know, like Xavier. Oh, the call the, the guy with the guy who speaks to bread and can read bread thoughts. Yeah. and uses it to find other deli people. Okay, yeah, yeah go find ahead. find other deli people. The guy who wears a colander. I just yeah. figured he had to wear a hat of some kind, and it seemed. Yeah, right. wasn't it like an Olive Garden bread bowl? Wasn't that the? <laughs> oh, it might have been it. Yeah. Audience, please watch Surviving Christmas. I think that's the the episode where we flesh out the deli dudes. If you're lost, uh, but go ahead. And um, you were we're pretty well established into the universe, or into in series, probably episode like or movie like twelve or thirteen. Yeah. And somebody asks him, "Why have you have you ever searched for not a not human?" With deli powers? Like, what if, you know, the salami gene got transferred to another? Oh. Um, and he, he's like, oh, I'll, I'll reach out. And he uses the powers to reach out. And he sees a, a, a being with a cataclysmic world-ending power. And he's like, oh, we have to find it. And he dispatches the deli dudes. And they end up in, like, I don't know, rundown, uh, normal Americana. And there's this dog. That uh, is is playing with a tennis ball, and the dog is picking up the tennis ball and levitating it and throwing it and just playing by itself in the trailer park. So, like, holy shit, this dog has telekinetic powers. And then, like, okay, well, bring him back. What? Why is this dog so? What's the problem here? This dog is is the cause of of annihilation for the world. Like, we've got to bring him and we've got to train him. And they train the dog and they teach him how to use this telekinesis and we see his journey until they get into some kind of battle where they have to go into space. And then the dog sees the Earth because it's a ball. And then he shoots the Earth through space. And they're like, no, we created the monster that destroys us. So it has the ability to control ball objects. <laughs> because oh, Earth wow. is big ball, it it, sh- it shoots the Earth away. And the, to bo- fetch the it. dog would have never known that the Earth was a big ball if they didn't take him into space. Mm. So they took him into space because he could levitate other balls. I don't know. They had to fight the bad guy. You have for to go to space. Is it, there's like a space Godzilla or something. Yeah. Yeah. I so I was I. It's not it's not anything to do with Delhi stuff. 
but it is it is ball related i suppose well there's always there, there there's deli cats and bodega dogs i know yeah. I, yeah i had to it just popped in the head it wasn't really no no, no yeah, I, sandwich I, I think that's a good idea the the, the bread man who can speak to bread he's mm-hmm. our kind of our professor x in a way mm-hmm. yeah he's the bread whisperer who can read bread bread's minds um I feel like a regular dog would be a great nemesis to the deli dudes because they're all made of food. And I just think a regular dog would go to fucking town. (laughs) Have you ever seen a dog react to like a hoagie before? Like I've watched dogs before and there was a hoagie on the ground. And boy, let me tell you, that was the fight of my life. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, maybe. Yeah, so maybe not uh, the deli dudes specifically, but... Ballman is in the universe of the Deli Dudes, oh, and you know, right. he's, so this is a hard counter just, to Ballman. Yeah, pretty much just our, our shitty superhero universe. I like shitstorm. <laughs> I that's a potent idea, Jace, of dog dog. Okay, obviously there's dog superheroes like underdog, but like obscure powers in dogs. Right, like the, the humans. People joke about like humans having superhero powers that are not very good and that's what our deli dudes is is like we have a guy who can shoot rubber bands off his fingers like fairly accurately yeah really good though yeah yeah we can we can have a we have a guy who can transform into ball shaped objects we have a guy who is made of lettuce and grow lettuce also shoots lettuce he generates lettuce 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 anywhere on his body in any as fast Shape as he needs he to. Yeah. He's a and class he five dude. Like, yeah. He might yeah, he look like, like us and then, you know, need to make a shield out of... Oh, I see. Yeah. If okay. you have a... and, yeah. And then we have a guy who poops a lot. Shit storm. It's not a lot. He opens his anus portal to the shit dimension. <laughs> yeah. Forgive me. <laughs> Did yeah, so what if him, there like, were... Is, is that E. coli? Have you been eating the sandwiches we make? <laughs> <laughs> no, the portal opened one day once I ate that sandwich. And so when we run out of good sequel ideas, like uh, soon. in Star Trek, in Star Trek 6 or something, it would, be, uh, it would be the deli dudes looking for mundane superheroes, but that aren't human. Yeah. Yeah, it would be like it would be like a telekinetic hamster or something, or like a cat that can just ignite its body like human torch and just run around and like burn people. That'd be pretty cool. That'd be pretty cool. Like, but but with a mind of a cat. Oh right, yeah. We call him Hellcat. Ooh. Oh, that's good. And you have like a laser pointer, so you like take it out of the oh, and then just dude. <laughs> yeah. Have it run around. That's actually a good idea. Yeah, it's it is. <laughs> Add to the list. Have we done a what type of dog are you quiz? Uh, oh, I was gonna ask what kind of dog you guys would be, but I didn't have a. I wonder. I think we've quiz. talked about what dog we'd be, but we haven't done like a quiz because remember we, we talked about this. Bud Bees. What type of dog are you quiz? You say Bud Bees? <laughs> <Let's be. laughs> One was just published this year. I might have said oh, Bees, but I don't know. You guys have let a lot of a, let a lot of really stupid things come out of my mouth, where I say <laughs> something that's like ninety percent of a normal saying with a word <laughs> fucked up or reverse, and I'm always like, I do it almost every episode, so I think at this point it's just commonplace. 
fees. Bud fees is actually the um, the website that sells cannabis products, but has like you know clickbait captions. Okay, guys, let's figure out the, the question. And what what better movie than Best movie in Show this. to figure out what kind of dog your your co-hosts here are? Um, we've known each other long enough. Yeah. Do, do we want to answer these questions ourselves, or do we want to answer them for each other? Uh, let's answer them for each other, because. Um... Okay, I'll do, I'll go first. I'll be the subject first. Like, okay. imagine I'm in a dog laboratory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you have to, and for some reason, uh, I've been knocked unconscious, and the yeah. only way for me to regain my mental faculty is to put me in a machine at this uh, <laughs> in this dog hospital that turns me into a dog. Okay, and okay. the machine has a little iPad there, and on the iPad are a series of questions, and it wants to know what kind of dog you're gonna you want to make me. Like it'll it'll match you with a good dog breed for me. Okay, so question number one, yeah. folks. Let's make it, this fast. We gotta we gotta yeah. we gotta review it again. Okay, let's go. Let's go. Yeah, I'm I'm glad, I'm saying. Okay, all right. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, it's Friday night. What are your plans? What, what do you guys think? What are my plans? There's like there's like ten options, so I'm not gonna read them. Oh, ten options. Friday night. Um. Oh shit, drunk. this is hard. I'm getting drunk. Am I getting drunk with other people or am I by myself? Uh, by yourself. I think it's generally <laughs> other people. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna go with party time. Okay, party time. How would you describe my body? Oh, this is. I feel like this is this is difficult to answer for other people. <laughs> no, you just have to click the you have to click one. Uh, small, athletic, tall, thin. Small, thick. athletic. You're kind of thin small right now. Athletic. Yeah, I'm pretty thin. Pick a color. There's a lot of. Blue I feel like in your this room. is. Okay. How much do you guys know about me? The color of your I eyes. Just, maybe you should do this quiz. Like we should do. I feel like this is too hard. Pick a color. Uh, blue. Uh, what would the name of my memoir be? Uh, here are some options. Why okay. I killed uh, my two dat friends ass. that I host the podcast with. Wait, what? Dat ass. Uh, how I learned to love myself. Eat, mm. love, eat more. This is a weird quiz, you guys. Ooh. Yeah, is let's this BuzzFeed? Do it, once. it is BuzzFeed. Um, probably dat ass, I think. That'd be uh, dat ass. Uh, what's my go-to dance move? Ooh, are you a sprinkler guy? Okay, I'm gonna find the sprinkler. You know what? There's there's something that's similar. There's a fist pump. Okay, that's pretty good. Uh, what kind of exercise do I prefer? There's there's literally nine options for every one of these, and I'm not gonna read all nine off. Oh my god, this uh, is well, hard the, for an audio the, medium. Okay, like, uh, middle right row. Middle on the right, running around excitedly. I like it. <laughs> oh, pick an author. Okay, Nicholas um, Sparks. David Sedaris. Oh, I like David Sedaris. Nicholas Sparks. Thanks, guys. Uh, which pop star do I identify with? Britney Spears, Taylor Swift, Beyonce, Cher, Lord, Selena Gomez, Rihanna. Anybody? Is anybody home? I'm thinking. Seem like a Cher. Kind of like a little, you know, more mysterious. What's my biggest pet peeve? Um, uh, your dog shitting on on things that aren't yours. Oh my god! Yeah. Isn't that fucking annoying? <laughs> So I'm going to say the patriarchy. Okay. Uh, finally, how would my friends describe me? Artistic, larger than life, introverted, comforting, adorable, loyal, high maintenance. Hmm. I like adorable. Adorable. Thank you, bud. <laughs> I got, okay, I got a chocolate lab. Oh, that's it. That's a likable dog. I like chocolate labs. Yeah. That's pretty good. All right. I like, I'll take the chocolate lab. I don't think I'm going <laughs> to win 
dog show yeah that's the thing about like dog shows because like i mean i feel like i have a bias towards certain dogs like for example like i love like australian shepherds and like healers and stuff i feel like whenever if i would see one out of a dog show i'd be like fuck yeah best in show you know like it would be it would be difficult because there's dog i'm not gonna say it but there's dog breeds i don't i'm not a big fan of and i think i'd have a bias against them and maybe i'd be known for that like oh he doesn't like fucking poodles or some shit you know i think they would just not let you be a judge yeah. <laughs> that's like one of my nightmare scenarios is being a judge for a, a contest i'm not qualified for <laughs> everyone getting mad <laughs> all right jace i ran through it i'm a pit bull oh it's the worldwide <laughs> probably because i said i was thick and tight and nice Danala, do you want us to do it for you or do you want to do it uh, I'll do it. I think it's. I think it's easier. I'll just say what I'm doing. Uh, what's the What's the quiz? Easier. It's literally called "What kind of dog are you?" What kind of dog are you? Okay. Okay. Friday night. What are my plans? Sitting at home. Next question. What would you describe your body? Um. Let's see here. Oh man, there's not Pillsbury Doughboy on here. Um. So I will pick thick. Um. Please pick a color. I like blue. What would the name of your mem- memoir be? Okay, okay. Um, Life of the Misunderstood Hero. Perfect. Go to dance move. Um, twerking. What type of exercise do you prefer? Ooh, shit. Okay. Uh, hottest new trend. You know, I'm a trend follower. Uh, pick an author. Okay, here we go. David Sedaris. Um, so which pop star? You guys didn't yeah, well, too fucking bad. I got the steering wheel now. <laughs> um, pop star, Beyonce. Biggest pet peeve. I think pimple poppers. How would your friends describe you? Um, maybe needy. This should okay. be a question for me and James. <laughs> Man, just answer it however got, you feel. I, you know, I think funny would be work fine. If you want to use funny, well, I don't want to be presumptuous. Uh, you try to, you try to be funny at least. I got, I got lab, I got a lab. Oh yeah, we're hanging out. Says you could be a bit messy and come on a little strong, um, but extremely loyal. So I'm, James, I'm a ride or die. Of town for you. Yeah, off to the. <laughs> I'll rip your fucking hand off. That's exactly why. Me <laughs> and Ryan are the chill, cool dogs that take IG photos. Well, people do that with pit bulls, too. All right. Good shit. Now we have BuzzFeed, because BuzzFeed told us our personas before, and now we have our dog sonas. None of us are winning best in show. We got two labs and a pit bull. Yeah. You know what? Good, man. I don't need those pretentious dog show. Uh, you know, I have. I am in possession of. I don't know what I'm supposed to call it. People don't want to say own, like when yeah. you're talking about dogs and stuff. Like, right, right. There, there's a dog that lives in my house. Okay. <laughs> and he's a purebred. So he could actually be like in dog shows and stuff, you know, like, I think technically. Isn't that really? how it works? Um, yeah, I think they, they do like pure. I don't know anything about dog shows. But it's not like actually, a mutt category. Even aren't mutts like healthier too? They have just less like birth oh, defects. I mean, I learned, I think, most of what I know about dog shows from watching this movie yesterday. <laughs> so, and uh, the the issue is with I think I think dog show people might know as me, of course, but I don't think every dog is cut out to be a dog show dog. You know, 
Oh, no, right? Because it, isn't it about like kind of their stock? Like they're, I mean, they're they're kind of bred a certain way, right? Or they have to like their the way their mouth looks and the way their you know face and shit looks, right? Because they're checking them out, like their body and like the way they're. Yeah, it's like lineages of dogs. So like even though you have a purebred dog, I think right. it's hard to come come into the scene without like the son of a dog who already won the best in show before. I definitely got that vibe from this movie. I always thought dog shows were the ones where they like kind of jump through hoops and do like fun obstacle courses. Um, not the ones where they just kind of look at them and, and see how good they look. Oh, those are probably like dog competitions. Yeah, those are way better. Like, this is like a car show, you know? Yeah, it's, not, it's not like a car competition where you're racing cars. I want to see dogs like bench pressing and stuff, you know? Like I want to see fun stuff like Air Bud. It would be more fun to watch in like a dog competition, like an NBA championship. Yeah. How much is like Airbud can squat? Squat? I at least a basketball. <laughs> you know, I would dogs squat a lot, or is it mostly like they're they have strength they really because have the their knees legs are it, right? Yeah, yeah, right. Like their joints are locked. Yeah, you'd have to change the exercise because that's not a motion they do. That brings into another question I had, because, like, you know how there's bodybuilding competitions for humans? Mm-hmm. Like, what if we had competitions of yeah, bodybuilding? shows. Yeah. But like, dog shows, but how muscular can you get them? You know? Like, that's, how... That's a beautiful question for a veterinarian and animal steroids. Oh, no. And that's... I think I... I think it's unethical. I'm, ve- yes. yep, I'm veering into that lane. <laughs> Shit. Of uh, of questionable ethics of of uh, but okay. What if the dog definitely wants to lift weights? We went to the gym store and he was just barking at the dumbbells. So yeah, what if, back. what if the dog was like so into lifting weights, like he would go nuts, like kind of like uh you know huskies with dog sleds. You know they they love to run. Like what if these dogs love to fucking pump iron <laughs> and eat like steamed chickens and shit? You guys imagining them like actually lifting the weights with their paws? Yeah, like the rock style, like probably doing like some band exercise, like explosive, you know, kind of exercises. Dogs would probably use bands for that. That would be a lot better, I think. Yeah. And then, you know, if they island the weights on the dog. Mm. Ooh. (laughs) See how much. (laughs) It's terrible. This This is is really fucking stupid. (laughs) This is forget. Scrap this. Scrap scrap this bit. This is bad. Let's talk about the movie. (laughs) Whose turn is it to do the synopsis? Uh, Unfortunately, I think it might be mine. I think it is, Ryan. Um, Your pick, too. I think this is is a good uh, good chance. Yeah, that's fine. That's karma. Yeah. Oh, man. This episode, this season is killing us. Yeah. I think I'm losing it. All right. uh, You doggy dogs. <laughs> this week uh, was a was a venture back into the real world, um, and we got some real dogs. And we watched Best in Shows from the year two thousand. Believe it or not, and it's a mockumentary by what is his name, Christopher Guest, who you guys might know from This Is Spinal Tap, mm-hmm. and that that's kind of his stick. He makes. Uh, he makes fake documentaries that seem really, really real until you uh, kind of recognize some of the actors. He starred in this movie, too. He was the yeah. redneck guy. The- yeah. And so this one, this mockumentary is about a dog show and the people who attend it. And the idea is that 
the people who attend dog shows or are technically like, you know, participate in dog shows are not the most normal of people. And so they send camera crews to each dog's house and follow them in the lead up to the dog show. Now, our main dogs are, what, what are our main dogs? We have the Bloodhound. Yes. Which Good is owned by yep. a country fly fisherman. We have the Shih Tzu, which is owned by Eugene Levy and Catherine O'Hara. Yes. Three fans. And then we have a, a tear. No, they, they own the terrier. Then we have um, the weird neurotic couple who like are absolutely hilarious. And they have what's called a Weimaraner? Weimaraner? Oh, you know these dogs, man. I, don't, <laughs> I didn't even realize what these were. Well, it's on the list, buddy. Okay, okay, yeah. Was this Jane Lynch and uh, Jennifer Coolidge? No, that's a poodle, Parker dude. Posey, Michael okay. Hitchcock. Anyways, and there's another one with a poodle. And uh, they do various things. And each family prepares for the show in a different way. And they're all weird. They're all weird AF. And by the time we get to the show, the families are falling apart and nothing can be really salvaged except the uh, commentator for the entire dog show is Fred Willard. And he plays the part of someone who does not absolutely, absolutely does not know what a dog <laughs> show is. It's fucking hilarious. <laughs> like if we had Denali host a dog show. <laughs> and throughout the, uh, throughout the movie, one dog drops out after a another until we are awarded best in show and it's a, it's it's a nice it's a it's a charming movie it really is i thought it was way way better than what i expected but also it's nice to just see dogs being dogs mm -hmm. real dogs the dogs were like yeah let's let's make this clear like the dogs were not cartoons and they didn't real have dog like shit. funny animated mouths it's it was it was they like book. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't seen a real dog in a while yeah since Airbus. And, yeah. Well, those no those... dogs had real dogs, okay, but they were they like did. funny mouthed and stuff. Yeah, yeah. There well, were only two scenes in that movie where the dogs were funny mouthed, man. It was bullshit, Jason. <laughs> <It was laughs> they shouldn't have dream. had it in the movie. They false advertisement. <laughs> These dogs were nice, too, dude. Like, they, they, they look like show dogs. Yeah, they're good dogs. Yeah. Um, I was really taken aback by this movie because I did not expect like this brilliant, improvisational, extremely dry humor mockumentary. Like, yeah, this is like proto The Office. And I think that's kind of the reason why it maybe didn't take off in the 2000s where totally. comedies were kind of like, whoa, I stuck my dick in a banana. Whoa, is that fun? like, you know, I'm, I'm thinking yeah. of American Pie with Eugene Levy was like literally in the year after. Um, this is kind of an understated comedy, and I, I thought it was hilarious. Like The, the jokes landed so hard because yeah. you never saw them coming. When someone was talking, you're like, okay, this is just a normal human being, and I'm watching... Sometimes I would be like, I'm watching a dog documentary? <laughs> it was so real, and like the opening scene is like this people in couples therapy where they're like oh yes our beatrice caught us having sex and it was like such a tense scene and it just pans and it's like they're talking about their dog <laughs> it's like and that, that couple a couple was so fucking good like they're playing off each other and there's so much tension like i thought the acting was just like, oh yeah. amazing <laughs> and so i didn't realize that it was mostly improv until afterwards mm -hmm. which is yeah. i think absolutely hilarious i wonder if they had a lot of b-roll footage that they could have like made another movie out of almost they, but they had a great scene of what's it? it's colin pepper harlan pepper 
the fly mm-hmm. shop owner with the bloodhound. Uh, there's a cut scene from this movie where he is talking to the camera about his beach ball collection. He's like, this is where I keep my beach balls. Um, <laughs> and he opens up the shed. It's just jam packed full of inflated beach balls. It's like, yeah, the uh, the insurance agent didn't know how to value it, but he said it was worth a lot of money. This is one of my favorites. Discontinued in 2000. (laughs) That sounds exactly like what they would have. Yeah. It's shit like that was just brilliant. Like, because they mimicked totally fucking mundane conversations you'd hear in real life, like you're a fly on the wall. Yeah. But also just added this absurdist, like, bent to it, which made it so much more entertaining. Uh, Yeah. And I think so. My read of the movie is that always what the goal they were trying to do is they took people who were very passionate about something but were otherwise completely uninteresting Mm -hmm. like people that had no interesting qualities about them except they're very very into this dog show yeah and so when you put that person in front of the camera and the dog show topics run out what is that person going to talk about for the next five days it's going to be really boring stuff it's some of the, like normally in a movie when you watch a movie you're like oh this is exciting things happening but this movie is funny because nothing funny is happening like we're like <laughs> we're waiting for something funny to happen and the end of the scene just like you know it switches scenes to a different scene and you're like ah oh, nothing there was no chance <laughs> I would just laugh my ass off yeah i think that's that's exactly well yeah you, you put into into good words there. like there's a scene where they're at like a barbecue and he's like yeah we're yes. thinking about going to philly and going to see where the cream cheese is made and the guy's like no shut up hey honey they're gonna go see where the cream cheese and they're all like so excited i'm like what is this scene just like this blandest most boring bullshit and then, but it's because uh, there's my, my favorite scene in the movie and the only scene in the movie where i i think there's like you know they actually actually like on purpose told a joke and it needs to land right now yeah was when they were at the uh so there's two characters eugene levy and Catherine o'hara they okay. go <laughs> they're so good together yeah they, they on their way up they uh stay at people's houses that they know so that they can save on hotel rooms. Well, one of the people they stay with apparently had sex with Catherine O'Hara like three years prior to this. (laughs) Well, right. And uh, so it's like a really awkward situation. And that's like how they know the guy. And the whole time they're there, he's like hitting on her and stuff, you know. But they're at the kitchen table. And the four of them are, I guess, five because the guy's son's there. And they're talking about this guy's job. And his job is he's a hostage negotiator. (laughs) And he's just the worst. He's like the most boring person ever. And he's a total like, he's full of hot air. And he's like, you want to know a secret? You want to know a secret from the trade? What they don't tell you? They always jump. It was so fucked up. (laughs) He's like, they're talking about the dinner table. Everyone's like so uncomfortable. And to me, the joke is that he's such a, he's so terrible at his job that he's never able to talk someone down. And then later, literally like a few seconds later, the uh, kid, the son, who's like obviously abused, kidnaps the dog and takes it on top of the uh, shed out back and is threatening to jump off. And with the dog, because, oh, this is a whole longer story. The The parachute on the dog. Yeah, he had a parachute on him, yeah. The kid likes to attach parachutes to things because his dad's around following people a lot, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) And the dad runs up and is like, okay, 
come down right now. If you don't come right down, I'm going to shove my thumb through your left eye. I'm going to gouge your eyes out <laughs> if you don't come down right now. <laughs> He's like, wait, honey, I know exactly what to say. I think that scene is just like that one. I mean, those jokes must have been at least talked about because, damn, if those guys can improv that, that's so good. That was, yeah, that whole thing. And then also just like you said, with, with attention with uh, Catherine Harris character, because that's kind of a recurring joke is that she keeps meeting like the same looking bald men who she had like relations with in the past. Yeah. And Eugene Levy's having to sit there while these guys are being like really like forward with how attracted they are to her. <laughs> and he's like sitting there and she's like, oh, yeah, she's a real devil. You know what I mean? And he's this, like, yeah. Uh, the setup and for just that in the beginning of the movie was one of my favorite scenes. That's hilarious. Like, oh, oh, they're sitting down and they're being interviewed. And he's like, oh, yeah, you know, she was the we we met each other at the dance. You know, she uh, cookie. She had, you know, a few dozen boyfriends. And she did. Oh, and looking at the camera, she's like hundreds, hundreds of oh, hundreds. <laughs> and he was like, well, uh, I didn't <laughs> news to me. <laughs> And just yeah. that, yeah, that interplay, the tension of that scene, and then all culminating into like the hostage to go. That was just so fucking good. I I was not expecting this movie to be as adult as it is. Really, like you thought it would be more like dog. I gags. thought it would be like dogs, dog jokes, yeah. uh, you know, things like that. It's really adult. This is a this is a movie for adults. Yeah. If you've yes. ever been an adult that's like really annoyed and bored with boring ass adult conversations, this is the movie for you. Is I feel like this is a heavy satire of that. Yeah, you mean if you've ever like worked in an office? Yeah, basically. <laughs> it's like, oh yeah, the weather was great on the way down to Pennsylvania, and then it kind of cleared up, and it kind of stayed that way, and um, and now we're here. And like that's a conversation in the movie. In the movie, yeah. Yeah, and like that's. <laughs> and I'm laughing the whole time. Yeah, it's like these people totally understand the art of the mundane. Yeah. Um, just the absurdity that comes from it. Did, did, did you? Okay, this is the question I want to post to you guys. Did you pick up on, oh man, I, now I'm realizing this is coming back to the same old stomping grounds. Did you kind of pick up on a sexual thing between the, the owners and their dogs? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> it was weird. Like, everybody kind of acted like the dog was the third person in the relationship yeah like it was almost like it was more than a child it was kind of like yes right. i was uncomfortable there was like an unspoken discomfort with how they talked to them yeah and i feel like they didn't make it explicit on purpose right the terrier song got really weird i think that was kind of almost there yeah that was anyways i don't have to mention yeah. every single scene in the movie no. <laughs> And also, Jane Lynch was in this movie. I feel like she's been in every comedy from, like, 2000 to, to now. It's just wild. Every time I watch a comedy, it's like, oh, there's this obligatory Jane Lynch character being, like, a weirdo. And uh, her scenes pointed out, I think, another great aspect of this movie was unspoken tension between characters. Yes, because totally. Within three sentences of just a mundane, they'll be talking about carrots or some shit with, between these two people. But within that conversation about carrots, that you can see so much tension about past arguments, insecurities in their relationship, all this stuff. And I feel like that's reflected so well in every interview on the side, where it's like you learn so much about them just from nothing, basically. Yeah, and it's kind of how if you have a conversation with somebody and the, and the person really has nothing to 
talk about except for events from their personal life and like their actual relationships. They'll they'll do things like that. They'll drop it like, oh yeah, me and me and Terry got the got the RV going and finally that thing's been yeah, in the yard for six months. It's like her like well. standing right there. It's like, you know, I work I work sixty hours a week, Beth. Yeah, it's like, well maybe if both of us worked, it'd be fixed. <laughs> you know why I don't work. <laughs> and they kind of think it's yeah. It's back and forth like that is I think they captured it really well and I just it surprised me that it's it's so improv. <laughs> yeah. So Fred Willard, I think, is an improv genius. <laughs> Fred Fred Willard plays the uh, commentator for the dog show who has never seen a dog show. Uh, except he apparently do- has done this before. Yeah, he worked it the year before. <laughs> the commentator says, really? I think you said that one last year. <laughs> That's hilarious. And, I love that. Uh, yeah. The whole Sherlock Holmes thing is so good. <laughs> what if he had a hat and a pipe like Sherlock Holmes? I think that would really... Yeah, and that like British guy who's the other British host who's just not yeah. having it. Yeah, I just I I feel like there's not a lot to say about the plot of this movie. Yeah, that's, I think that's um, what I'm coming down to. Because it was it was kind of like Days to Confuse, where it was a slice of life. You see a loose arc of a dog show happening. Things are falling apart and coming together. Um, and even though these people are unself-aware and kind of jokes, they do they are portrayed with a lot of heart. I feel. Like, you can see their passion, and they do seem like real people to me. Like, they seem like people I've met. Um, and I think it was done with a sense of, like, empathy, I guess? Because um, it seems like they're really well fleshed out. Yeah, uh, from my perspective, I think that the other people in the movie are normal. Or at least, like, we are the other people in the movie who aren't showing dogs at the dog show. So, for instance, the hotel guy. Oh, right. <laughs> who was just trying to accommodate all the hotel or all the pet owners. And the pet shop owner who was just trying to accommodate the woman who came in there for her dog toy. I think yeah. that we see ourselves as those people because they're, they're judging the people, but they're, I mean, they're not saying anything mean to them because yeah. they're just weird people. They're right. not bad people. They're just weird people. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. It's like, it's just that I feel like they portray the people who do these types of things so well. I don't know if they hung out with them a lot or something. It's just, yeah, I thought it was pretty accurate in that sense. And that's all I have to say about this movie. Yeah, like, if I were to talk about this movie to someone else, I would just be like, yeah, just just watch it. it. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) it's pretty funny and... It's kind of like The Office in the sense where it just captures the mundane. There's not even really direct gags, um, but it's just kind of, I don't know, it's just kind of funny. <laughs> I don't really know what else to say. But yeah, if you guys want to get into to our wolfometers, I'm ready if you are, because I don't think there's much to dissect here um, other than what we already said. <laughs> the funny, okay, as I'm talking about this movie, I'm starting to realize, wow, we're kind of not very interesting. <laughs> At least we're not like dealing with this in an interesting way. Uh, no, I mean, I feel like one of the characters in the movie who's just like describing their dog. It's like, yes, he has a tail and also a head <laughs> and some fur. It's hard to describe a movie that tries really hard to be boring and unremarkable in such a way that it's that it's funny. Right. And because of that, I think there's not a lot to talk about. There's not really a plot that's like something we can pick apart or riff on. It's because it's just it's just a talk show. Dog show. <laughs> Have you ever seen a dog, dog show? show? Like, yeah. Nothing happens. That's, that's what it is. 
um all the characters i think you know aside from just the gags of the like you know for example like oh i had two left feet and he like pans down and he literally has two left feet there's like gags like that every once in a while um but there's there's it's not like scooby-doo where we can just like you know really pick apart the concepts this is not a high concept movie it's a concept about you literally bring a, a, a actual camera crew and just videotape these people. Like if they weren't, if I didn't know them as actors and someone told me this was just a real documentary, I'd be like, yeah, I might believe that with an exception of a few scenes. <laughs> right. They so let's jump in. The, what's the, do you guys know the name of the comedy club that all these people are from? The second That's, city. I'll believe you. I, I, I know, it's just my understanding that they're like, they're, this is one this is like heavy hitters from uh, one improv comedy group. Oh, that's it. Okay, that that makes sense. Why Eugene Levy and Catherine Hero just work together on a, a couple things, All right? Ryan, would you like to begin our woofometers? It would be my doggy dog pleasure. Is that is that weird? Is that too weird? Should I not say doggy dog pleasure? Doggy dog. I think it's okay. I think it's okay. <laughs> Maybe we hang around and talk about too many dogs. I feel like we've normalized certain kinds of dog conversations after having all these hours about it, and I haven't had enough <laughs> outside perspective. <laughs> I mean, we've spent about 14 hours talking yeah. about dog movies, plus the probably 14 hours we've spent watching dog movies. Yeah, and talking outside the podcast about dogs. <laughs> and I have a dog. <laughs> You know, I don't I don't quite know how to rate this movie because yeah, what's new? we never know how to do the duplometer <laughs> because I think a few weeks ago I went on this long tirade about would you rather dogs just do dog stuff or would you rather them be humans? Yeah. Uh, in the all dogs go to heaven one night, you guys were like, yeah, but they weren't doing dog stuff. They were just doing human stuff, but they looked like dogs. And I was like, yeah. But that would be a really boring movie <laughs> if it was just filming dogs having the normal life of dogs. And that's what this movie is. So I can't, I can't go like really low on the scale because that's like actually what dogs do. They sit around. <laughs> but it's not dog full, right? Because the humans are really the the humans are really the stars of this movie. And so I, I it's very difficult. I think if I'm going to rate this on a scale of dogginess, I'm going to probably have to shoot it right down the middle with, I would say, a six. Because it's a lot of dogs. And they're talking about dogs. Mm -hmm. So although I would maybe hesitate to give it a four or five if they like, but the whole movie is about dogs. It's about dogs. It's a dog movie. It's easily a dog movie, but it's not very doggy. Yeah, I, I, get, I get what you're saying. Right? It's more of a dog movie than Scooby-Doo. Well, okay. That's that's another conversation. Um, but I might mention that in my review. So you got, you got a six? I'm going to go with a six. A six wags? Six woofs? Yeah. I'm going to see if we can get Number of the Beast on this puppy. No. Jace? Jace is shaking his head. I'm going to give it up. Either I'll, I'll go... You, you mentioned the, the theme and the topic and the all the conversation pieces are dogs, but it's not really a dog movie. I don't think about any, I don't think about dogs a week after watching this. I think about the, the comedic ability and the improv. Um, I, like 90, I think like the majority of my favorite scenes and the things that I laughed at and I really, I think about now, somehow didn't have to do like 
didn't have much to do with the dogs. I mean, Fred Willard is a genius, but like, hey, guess how much I bench press? Um, I think the dogs were doing dog things, and it's like, I think I'm going to give this a higher, a much, much, much higher movie score than the Wolfometer. I'm going to, I'm going to bring it up and I'm going to center it at five because they were, they, they had to have been very well-trained dogs. They had to have been show dogs. So I gave snow dogs a good score because they went to local kennel clubs and got dogs that were well-trained to mush. I guess I don't see why I shouldn't give this one a good score for all those dogs doing a great job standing and, you know, running around. Being dogs. The volume is just... I think I'm more pissed off about this movie than the rest of them. This is a weird one. It's a great movie, yeah. but uh, yeah, the lasting impression for me was not do- a dog movie. So if we weren't focused on reviewing dog movies, I think... A week after I watched this, the standing point would have just been the character concepts in the improv. So I'm going to give it a five. Cool. Five. And I think you brought up some some good points that I, I might elaborate on too, Jace. Um, for me, this, this didn't seem like, okay, yes, it's called Best in Show. There are literal physical dogs in there. They are doing dog shit, which is standing and pissing on things, I guess. And then they're they're in a dog show. But when I think about a dog movie, if I think about a movie that a dog lover would want to see in a theater or like a dog lover would talk incessantly about, you know, I would think probably more about Air Bud. I would think more about even Scooby-Doo or some of the movies that we've seen. Maybe not necessarily Best in Show. When I think about what drives this movie, I'm thinking about the improbability of the humans. I think about kind of the memorable scenes. I'm not really thinking about scenes with the dogs. I'm thinking about the conversations that the humans are having with each other. I think that kind of glues together the movie. Um, Even though the motivating force is, um, you know, these dogs, uh, the thing that's driving driving the dog show is the humans. It's how they feel about the dogs. It's their relationships with the dogs. It's their perceptions. Um, so I think this is more of a human movie, um, even though there's real dogs in it. How many times could I say dogs in one fucking paragraph? Um, yeah, Jace, down in front. This kind of begs the question how we would rate movie like Sixth Sense on... Dogs? On aliens. Like, wait... Don't Dick you Sense see? is about ghosts. Oh, no, Sense was the zero on the Damn it, damn it, damn it. Wrong movie. There um, was a UFO in the background, but they, it didn't, they never built on it. Shit, now I don't even know the, uh, yeah. Signs? Signs. Signs. Start okay. with an S. Yes. I don't even remember if you see an alien in that movie. Yeah. yeah. You do it at the end. Once. Huh. Yeah. Um, I don't know. This doesn't feel the same to me as as signs. I, I feel like the relationships, what you're saying. yeah, the mundane nature of this is more reflective about the humans, the hobbies they have, and the relationships they have with each other. Not necessarily the dogs. Um, I'm gonna give this a three on the on the the wolfometer. Um, it's gonna be a little low. However, to its credit, they showed real ass dogs in there. They were very well behaved. They put up with a lot of screaming by the other characters, like, um, and then like being around a crowd and stuff. And they were nice looking dogs, man. They were they were show. I feel like they were show dogs. Um, it had to have been because I have a normal non show dog dog, and it does not look like that. <laughs> Yeah, so I'll give it a three. It, this is not like a, a dog person's movie. It's more of like a comedy, someone who likes mockumentaries movie. So yeah, I might watch it again. Yeah. yeah. And, and I hate dogs. <laughs> <laughs> Spoken like a true dog owner. I should, be, I should clarify, I hate my dog. Oh, that's so not, much better. Not better. It's <laughs> actually worse. <laughs> Um, I, oh, I just realized, Brian, we were, uh, Jace, we've been, we've been normally starting with you. 
yeah. on these reviews. Um, I you wanted to switch it up. We f- we flubbed that one. Uh, okay, it's, it was my terribly given synopsis, so it's okay. Well, um, so you want me to jump into the movie meter? So for people who are confused about why we're re-rating this movie, uh, <laughs> <laughs> we rate a movie about this week. This feels like a year. <laughs> season uh we we've been doing the wolfometer mm. so we rate a movie about how well it coincides with the theme of our season so how good was the dog how, how much dog dog was this it? movie <laughs> um we had the ben meter for ben affleck and the mccommonometer for matthew mcconaughey um but now we're talking about how good it was as a movie and i think I think Jace alluded to this, but um, I'm going to pump my score up, I think, to an eight. And that's, I think, broken off of the dog scale. So I don't, I think this is going to have to be a nine for me. Whoa. Because I, I can explain why. Okay. Normally, I say, I make the same statement every week. I don't think dog movies can ever be very good. Like, dog movies have a cap. They have a ceiling that they can't break beyond. And it's just not fair for me to rate dog movies on my normal scale when nobody could ever get a 9 or a 10. So I think to take that into consideration, if I'm rating this as a, as a movie, but as a dog movie, I think I'm going to go with a 9. Because I don't really imagine there being a better dog movie than this. But, I mean, I hope there could be. You're saying this with the knowledge that Airbud Spikes Back exists. Is that correct? Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, that's very true. I and and so I don't have once again, I don't have much to say about the movie. If you like this type of movie, you will like this movie. If you want an action movie or you want a comedy where you know, it's set up punchline, set up punchline, or funny events happen, or the Pratt falls, you're not gonna like this movie. Um, I was in a great mood. I laughed from the opening bell to the closing bell, and I'm gonna go with a nine. All right. Oh yeah, a great score. Yes, I'm. I'll say right now, I'm dead set on the fence in between a nine or a ten for this one. Oh shh, Nikes, man. Yeah, it's it's pretty close. I so I was kind of worried. I'm thinking about it right now. I don't think this had any of the faux pas, really, really bad jokes of the early two thousands. When I think about watching a comedy from the early 2000s, I'm, yeah. almost, I'm always afraid that I might be inherently shocked by at least one of the jokes. Right. And I think they almost completely avoided that because unless you guys can bring something up, I didn't get hit with it, which kind of makes me think that this could be a like timeless improv comedy movie. It wasn't like Chasing Amy or any of the Matthew McConaughey films or... I'm not even, I don't really know if, we if there was one. Films. <laughs> yeah, where it seems really, um, really, really yeah, it distasteful was, or, or rude or. It was definitely a lot better taste than, yeah, and probably any comedy that came out in that era, uh, especially considering American Pie came out like literally the next year. Oh, yeah. Beginning of the end. The, wait, not the, wow. That oh, movie 99, my bad. Holy shit. American Pie made 235. I'm always astounded by how much money movies make budget 11 million holy fuck yeah. uh, people, people like seeing it. him fuck that pie <laughs> he does i'm not even just joshing no, the time. No, he does no, fuck a pie, pie. <laughs> okay uh, 
Um, I grew up watching, like, I feel like there was not one summer where I was in Pennsylvania where I didn't watch a dog show for whatever reason on, like, Animal Planet. If I was literally sitting in my basement not doing anything. So it was <laughs> kind of funny to actually see all the dogs in the dog show. Um, some of the characters seemed like they were, like, the dog people that are just like their dogs. Same haircut, same style. I think I'm going to go with a nine. It's... A nine? Probably not perfect enough. Right. In its in its essence. By God, the, the the improv comedy of this. I could not stop thinking about Ryan when they were sitting in the fly shop and they were just like talking I know, I know, about I know. selling a map and they're like, that's the nice part about it is, you know, we sell them the map and then you tell them the best fly that's going to be used at that portion of the river at that time of the year, whether it be a woolly bugger or a smidge. <laughs> and they named... They named no they named fly fishing. The they flies. named like literally every fly you can imagine using in a river. And I'm like, this movie couldn't. It would have been worse if it was like scripted. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And it reminds me uh, of how angry I get when a movie has a chess scene, and, <laughs> it's, and it's obvious that the people who wrote the movie or set up the scene know nothing about chess and don't even know how the board is set up or how the the game is played. And are having the characters play, like, just move pieces randomly. I'm like, wow, you're spending millions of dollars to make this freaking movie, and you don't even care enough about it to learn the rules of, like, the most popular game on the planet? Right. And so in this movie, it was the opposite. Like, they cared enough about this movie to, to know the names of, like, 30 different flies and be able to, ra like, ramble them off like that. Really good. That's a good movie. We didn't talk about uh, Catherine Hara's like breaking her knee scene at the end. Oh god, it's so funny. This is, like you fucked up watching her move, and it's hilarious. <laughs> they did they, this. It's great. I don't know. Man, giving it giving it a ten doesn't seem right, just because I gave it such a low score for a dog movie. But I think anyone out there would love this. Well, so you're you're settling on a nine? Yeah, yeah, I'll give it a nine. Nice. Yeah, I uh, I was caught off guard by this movie. Um, I think it, it was it was something that it was way ahead of its time. Kind of like Wet Hot American Summer, where it's just that type yes. of kind of almost absurd humor wasn't hitting American audiences at the time. My favorite um, this, comedy ever. Yeah, this movie walked so that The Office could run. I think um, the oh, the quality of the acting, the quality of the improv in it was really great. Um, I had a great time watching this movie and someone who's gonna watch this movie don't watch the trailer like i did because the trailer spoiled almost every single gag in this movie which i think kind of hurt my enjoyment um a lot of the laughs that i would have got i think fell flat because it just spoiled it so don't do that go into this movie cold if you can um for that reason i think i'm gonna give it a seven i think um which i'm pretty happy with it was it was a funny movie but it's not like my favorite movie it's not a movie i'll probably watch again just in my opinion i don't really re-watch comedies um but i think as far as comedies goes, this is going to be the upper tier for me. Um, it's something that I think it touches on a piece of <laughs> American culture um, or dog show culture that I think really doesn't get explored. Um, I don't think people make fun enough of mundane shit, kind of like a la Office Space. I really like that kind of humor. Um, I really enjoyed this movie. So seven is going to be a solid for me. Um, but again, you know, it's not going to hit those those upper eight or nine things because those movies are just profoundly affecting for me, at least in my scale. That's a pretty good raw score for a dog movie. I think it, it is. is, man. I think it's the highest average we've had. By far, this is, this is one of the few, I guess, with the exception of Snow Dogs movies where the, a dog wasn't a major character, you know? Right. 
I think that played into my dog score a little bit. You know, you didn't have like Scooby Doo, you didn't have Clifford or you know Eric. I think this is this is gonna rival Clifford at least so far for the best movie of the season. Which we got something, not, which is not a sentence I thought I would ever utter. Yeah, but if nobody, if you just like randomly dropping into this episode and have not seen Clifford, the movie from like twenty years ago, or at least listen to our episode on it, like. If you want to see us have our minds blown by a children's movie, like that's it. That's the problem with Clifford is that like it was good, but I literally can't recommend it because it's for four year olds. <laughs> yeah, it's so like it, it, it's hitting that um, Scooby Doo territory where the Scooby Doo should have went all in and made an R rated movie. Right. Clifford could have just dialed it up a little bit more and been like a Disney movie style yeah. where it's like. It's the rated G, but parents still enjoy it. Yeah, it's just like if we took some Gerber baby food off the shelf and ate it and was like, this is actually pretty fucking good. This is better than most like kid cuisine bullshit. But I'm not going to tell people to like eat the fucking spinach puree off the shelf <laughs> because it's actually pretty good. <laughs> like they're going to think I'm insane. <laughs> hey, you need a nutritious snack? I guess for you. But that reminds me of puree, when I yeah. was hanging out with, with you guys uh, in Washington and Jace just, is just drinking Pedialyte. Bro. Hey, that is a thing, though. <laughs> no, it's totally a thing, but I didn't know about it until then. And I'm just like, okay, just Jace drinks baby food. Two or three years ago, they finally started marketing Pedialyte for adults. Yeah, I saw a commercial. <sighs> They've been missing. Well, I don't know that. <laughs> Marketing it for adults really made anybody buy more. <laughs> if you know, you know. That's yeah. If anything, it just saved some people's egos or something. Like, oh, thank God. <laughs> Every time you're in, like, the, gro the grocery line, like, oh, the kids, man. Really? Tenth weekend in a row, man. They're fucking drunk. <laughs> Kid keeps getting into the liquor cabinet. <laughs> All right. Um... You guys down to to get to the next portion of our podcast? Um, oh God, I forgot. Every week we forget. <laughs> We're never done, right? Yeah. We got to go to the wheel of chaos. Um, before we get into the wheel of chaos, I mean, should we? Uh, should we tell? I think I think we can tell people that we're gonna have a guest a guest star next episode. Yeah, guest star is pushing it. Um, <laughs> a guest a guest individual, uh, a friend of ours, Michael, is gonna be joining us. Uh, we're hoping to implement maybe like one guest, maybe a season. If 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 this works out, we'll see how this dynamic goes. Um, but we'll have we'll bring someone on to kind of review the show. You know, play around with us in this space. Um, this will be interesting, I think. I think it'll 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 bring some laughs, even if you don't know Michael. Like it's easy to it's easy to get along with him. Yeah, and uh, so we got we've got our wheel of chaos. This is true chaos because earlier I was thinking we should just pick a movie, but now we're just gonna fucking let the fates. Oh, <laughs> for Michael's episode. For Michael, because I was like, he doesn't do a you know. He's like, we we have we've had like thirty movies to warm up, and we know how to just take any movie. I feel he, he's never yeah. had a movie, <laughs> and we're just gonna throw him into whatever the fates throw at him. He's listened though. He's almost he's okay. He's so so he's, he's he's caught up with the show. If you want to slot on our show, uh, just listen to every episode and tell us. <laughs> We'll think about it. Yeah, uh, it's up on Twitter. It is up on Twitter. If you've listened to every episode, um, well, do so. We are we doing the same rules here with our Wheel of Chaos? We're doing one. We have to one veto, two ads, up to two ads. If, no, if one have. ad. One ad, one okay. remove. It's never been okay, two okay. ads. Look at this guy. What? I just slip one by. 
I have got. I'm not doing anything. So I wanted to do Zoltan Doggo Dracula so bad, but I don't think it's available in our country to stream at all. I couldn't find it on Amazon. We couldn't even rent it. But OK, yep, this one's good. OK, cool. I've got my picks. Brian, are you ready? Yeah, I don't think I'm going to add. I don't think I'm going to do anything. OK, um, then I will remove Turner and Hooch. What? You know, I'm coming at your heart next week. and I'm putting it back on. It's um. And then I'm going to add man's best friend. What's that? Um, an investigative reporter unwittingly brings home a genetically engineered guard dog. Only this guard dog can climb trees, attacks anything that moves. And um, you don't want to be standing by when he lifts his leg. That's the movie description. What? <laughs> it's a 1993 horror movie where this oh, genetically okay. engineered dog. I think I sent you guys a link to this earlier. Oh, um, yeah. It looks fucking wild. And I think this would be a great movie to watch. I just I'm in the mood for a movie that's just uh, totally ungrounded after watching this extremely grounded movie. I'm going to veto 101 Dalmatians. Change my what? Mind. All right. Fair enough. You guys are taking out all my movies. You can add. You can add, Ryan. It's not. No, I'm not. I'm not changing my mind. No. You want to read off what we uh, what we got on our list? I'll read it off. Nine movies. I'll take the ring to Mordor. Um, all right. This week on our Wheel of Chaos which will randomly decide which movie we are subjected to next week. Uh, we have the contestants, Old Yeller, Cujo, Isle of Dogs, Rain, Airbud Spikes Back, Wiener Dog, The Shaggy DA, Homeward Bound, and Bam. I'm on Ryan. <laughs> Sorry. And man's best friend. Man, if I had more votes, I would stack this with more Airbuds. What's fucking hilarious is that Airbud Spikes Back is like the third movie, and we didn't even put the second one in here. <laughs> All right. Um, so the rules of this portion of our show is Jace will spin the wheel. It'll make a clicky noise, and whatever it lands on, we will have to do. We get one shot at this. Let's say what it is once we once it goes. <laughs> And that'll be the show. And I guess we'll tell Michael to watch this as well. Jace, whenever you're ready. Oh my God, it's going. All right. Airbud Spikes Back. Airbud Spikes oh, Back is our movie. Oh no. Huh. Okay. Guys, now we have to make a critical decision. Are we going to watch the second Airbud, or are we literally going to watch Airbud Spikes Back? Are you worried that you're going to on the list? Are you worried that you're not going to uh, know what happens? Yeah, the continuity. You know, like if Airbud has like kids or something, or you know, is there con what is it? All of them is Airbud Five. <laughs> Wait, what? Okay, hold on. Let me look up. Whoa, 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 whoa. This might be Airbud 5, you guys. Oh my god, we're totally off. But okay, but we cannot, guys. We cannot disobey the Wheel of Chaos because it wouldn't be a good idea. It's no way, I'm not. Um, it's the, oh, guys, it's the only Airbud movie not to include Kevin Zegers, who is the main character. Huh. So I think this is this is out of the continuity. This is out of the um, you know, standard Airbud canon. Whoa, well, hold on a second, guys. Hold on a second. Because holy shit, the, this this the plot is Buddy finds that he also has the uncanny ability to play basketball or volleyball. Also, so it's been the same fucking dog. It's the same dog. Hold on, fellas, because I always thought this was just a different dog every movie. 
It's he's playing five sports. It's supposed to be the same dog. Okay, this is this is actually number five. It rated number two on the Airbud plausibility ranking for sports the dog can actually play. <laughs> okay, well at least there's get a plausibility ranking. I, uh, somebody made a list, you know. Someone send me, send me that link, please. Um, because basketball has to be number one because Airbud the dog could actually play basketball. Guys, yeah, this and... is one of the lowest ranked Airbud movies. It's worse I... than all buddies movies, guys. I love it. What's crazy is that, like, this is in the continuity of the movies. Are they going to be like, remember when he won the MLB championships? And now let's play volleyball. Oh, like you're worried about spoilers. Thing. Yeah, I'm worried about spoilers, dude. Because if we do an Airbud, see, I guess we'll just have to rewatch him. This, uh, yeah, I'm not finding a Airbud movie that's rated lower than this. Well, guys, the wheel has spoken. We will need yeah. to watch Airbud Spikes back. Someone's going to need to break the news to Michael that he will have to watch Airbud Five. He can make the decision if he wants to catch up on the continuity or go in cold. Um, the cover of this movie is hilarious. Um, check it out if you get the chance. It's terrible. <laughs> it's really good. This uh, oh, wheel of chaos has bestowed upon us a gift. <laughs> and um, please join us next week. <laughs> See our review. Please bear with us. Uh-huh. Help us. And watch Airbud Five. Really should have put the second one on that list. <laughs> uh, there's. If you go on the IMDb page for Airbud Spikes Back and you go to the top cast, the third one is just a picture of a dog. Is it Buddy? No, it's like a guy named Tyler. He just wasn't in like anything else. Oh, this is going to be terrible. Well, with that, guys, uh, we hope you join us next week. Thanks so much for joining us um, with this episode, with our, render, uh, with our rendering of uh, Best in Show. Uh, let us know if you've seen this movie or plan to watch it, or if you have seen it after watching this. Um, tweet at us at GBGB Podcast. Find us on Instagram um, at Good Boys Gone Bland. Um, and of course, throw us a subscribe, review, tell your dog about us. Did we already ask that? Did we already ask we'll people to tell them? You do say that. Was, uh, who's left that we, they can tell? Their dog could um, bark about us. Tell your dog you know, to night. tell other dogs about yeah. us. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I don't uh, I don't want to run into the issue where like most of our audience is dogs and we do like a live show and it's just like a hundred dogs. You know, like, on the, and there's fights. And the yeah, it's, you know, it's, it's not going to be a good. Uh, maybe tell your dog walker about us. I think that's good. Tell your veterinarian. And like like if you go to like one of those doggy washes where they like shampoo the dog, like a, like a car wash, um, tell them about our, our podcast. Yes, please. Any parting words, guys, before we uh, what we sign off? Don't. Don't uh don't get your dogs to play hazardous sports. Okay, these are trained uh, yeah. professionals. Yeah. Yeah, there's literally one dog who can do these sports. Don't bump Just your head them. your dog on the head with a ball. Yeah, don't throw a basketball at him. Uh thanks for joining us guys. See us next week with Airbud Spikes back. Oh.